You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. Hour number two of The Rob Carson Show, by the grace of God, it is finally Friday. This is on Newsmax today. New uh, Harvard Caps Harris Poll, which presumably, if it has Harvard, isn't, isn't uh, right leaning or big Trump fans. But uh, when you look at the field of uh, of those who are running for uh, president as uh, a, a Republican, um, and even though Ron DeSantis hasn't declared his presidency, uh, his candidacy, um, are you ready? Are you sit down? Brrr, here we go. Fifty five percent Trump. You're thinking, oh, yeah, well, DeSantis is probably 56 or 51 or something. Now, 20, 20%, uh, Ron DeSantis, according to the 7%, uh, Mike Pence, 4%, Nikki Haley. That's weird. 2%, Vivek Ramaswamy. 8% don't know or are completely unsure and probably are unsure about a lot of other things in their lives as well, like what they're going to have for dinner tonight. Just saying. Just saying. So uh, no other Republican has garnered more than 1%. Uh, and then half of voters said that DeSantis has a chance of beating Trump in the primary, and voters are split on whether Trump will win the nomination. So 50 think, uh, 50 think, 53% think Trump could, or DeSantis could beat Trump. 47 say he can't. But at the same time, uh, 55% support Trump and 20% uh, support DeSantis. You know, like I said, I, I love this. I love the more candidates, the better. I think it's uh, wonderful. I wouldn't try to discourage anybody from, from running. Larry Elder mentioned last night on TV, he was run of a president. Vivek Ramaswamy, run of a president. I think they're fantastic. And, and the great thing about it is it's, it's an arena of ideas. And right now on the, on the Democrat side, there's no arena of ideas. They're just a bunch of people trying to convince you that Joe Biden is awesome. And you know it's not it's not real, and and they're also trying to convince you that Joe Biden is uh, you know of sound mind and body, <laughs> and it's painfully obvious that he is not. And then earlier we heard that uh, Jim Jordan wrote a letter to Tony Blinken, sharing some testimony from Mike Morrell, who Tony Blinken asked to find fifty one. Uh, CIA or intelligence officials to sign off on a letter saying that the Russia, the, the, the Hunter Biden laptop was Russia disinformation. And, and the problem is the FBI knew it wasn't months before. But toward the fall, towards the election, the FBI realized it was such a big deal. They were already putting heavy on social media. They were already involved in social media. They were already employed in social media, including Twitter. And so just to put their, their thumb on the scale, Mike Morrell was asked to get 50 former Intel officials to say, oh, yeah, this Hunter Biden laptop thing is not real, even though we know it is. But get them to sign it so Joe can use it in the debate. And Joe used it in the debate. And Joe Scarborough and Miko Brzezinski ate it up like little hungry birds with their mothers puking worms into their mouths. That's what they... Just, yum, 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 just give me some more. I am Joe Scarborough. Yum, 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 just feed me some more of that pap. <laughs> it, is just, uh, it is just remarkable. Just remarkable. And then, on top of all that, uh, Hunter Biden and Joe Biden are being investigated by the IRS. Because Hunter Biden was evading taxes for all the money he was getting from China, Right. And the IRS has been sitting on the case for a couple years now. And now the, uh, the butt is coming off of that rose and people are realizing that not only did Joe Biden and, uh, and Tony Blinken successfully 
convince some intel agents to say that Hunter Biden's laptop was not true, even though they didn't, to throw the election. Hunter Biden was also cheating and cheating on his taxes and the Biden family getting all sorts of money from China, millions of dollars going into bank accounts for like the Bank of America, Cathay Bank, J.P. Morgan, HSBC, millions of dollars, suspicious activity reports all over the place, and uh, the IRS has been sitting on it. Just like the FBI sat on the laptop. Isn't that funny? It is uh, kind of funny. This is Jonathan Turley talking about uh, this FBI whistleblower who's come out who said uh, there's a lot of shenanigans going on with the Bidens that needs to come out. And uh, they are very, very, uh, the IRS is actively involved in shutting down any investigation. It's also a crime to interfere with IRS investigations. So these things do bring you into the criminal code. It's also important, as I keep on saying, that uh, there is the secondary question as well. Whether or not there's evidence of crime, there is ample evidence of corruption. That's oh, what yeah. influence peddling is. Yeah. There's ample evidence of millions of dollars going to the Biden family. Congress has an equal interest in that. In fact, Congress is the primary body to investigate that since the Department of Justice investigates crimes. So there's a lot here that we have to unravel. What was ironic about the attack by Hunter Biden's counsel on this whistleblower is that Hunter Biden just recently called on the IRS to investigate his critics. So it, it was a, a rather odd moment for them to uh, have this uh, pearl-clutching uh, scene uh, that they were appalled that a whistleblower went to Congress. I've represented whistleblowers. This is how whistleblowers have to proceed. Yeah, here is uh, Mark Lytle. He is the attorney for the whistleblower coming forward to blow the lid off the Biden family corruption. My client wants to come forward to Congress. He's ready to be questioned about what he knows and what he experienced under the proper legal protections. Attorney Mark Lytle's client is a supervisory special agent at the IRS who's prepared to tell Congress the investigation he's been working on has been hampered by what he thinks is special treatment. Typical steps that a law enforcement investigator would take were compromised because of political considerations. CBS News has learned the investigation the whistleblower worked on is about Hunter Biden. Lytle told us the whistleblower has been with the IRS for more than a decade and has extensive documentation to support his allegations. That's called evidence. The things he's been through are, <laughs> are very well documented in emails and other communications yeah. with the Department of Justice. It's kind of weird. The, uh, the truth eventually gets out, even if the government calls it misinformation and disinformation and works with big social media to crush down every narrative. You remember what I said, guys? Remember what I said years ago? If you've been listening for as long as the show's been national, we're about a year and four months in here is all. We're, we're still in our infancy. But I said, you know, it's kind of weird. All of a sudden, this word disinformation showed up, and I never heard of it before. I'm like, what? I can't have an opinion? Why are all my posts on social media being tagged with could contain disinformation? I'm like, I'm just expressing my opinion. What? This, I'm not spreading disinformation. I just, this is my opinion, and I've done some research, and I have common sense. But suddenly, everything that the right or conservative people in this country about everything 
was suddenly disinformation and taken down on social media. You couldn't criticize Black Lives Matter. You couldn't talk about the election. You couldn't talk about COVID protocol. You couldn't talk about not taking the vaccine. You couldn't talk about hydroxychloroquine. You couldn't talk about the southern border being open and people pouring across. All of these things, guys. And then on top of it all, they just decided to take the First Amendment and shut it down because of a virus and tell you you couldn't go to church on top of everything else. They told you you couldn't go to church. And that's when they knew they could do anything, and they did. They did it all, man. I'm telling you, they did it all. And now it's, uh, it's coming crashing down on top of them, I hope anyway. Let's go to Brian in Baltimore. Brian, welcome to the show. What's on your mind this Friday? Ron, my, my question going. is, when are we going to start seeing people go to jail? No. Like, I, I, you got Alvin, uh, you got Jim Jordan going after Alvin Bragg. You've got congressmen that have now seen what's on the laptop and talking about it, or, or briefly talking about it. When are we going to start seeing people go to jail? We've well, gone the last six years of investigations and this and that, and nobody's going to jail. Yeah. Well, we, we need charges filed. Uh, you know, we need indictments. That's next. Right now, this is kind of exploratory. We're finding out things and, ex- and exposing them. I'm grateful for that. So this is kind of the preliminary staging. I would imagine we don't stand much of a chance of really uh, seeing people serve jail time. There may be some impeachment proceedings against uh, Alejandro Mayorkas. There may be some uh, DA or AG who wants to go after Hunter Biden in uh, Delaware or in California. So I think it's just a matter of time to be quite honest brian but you can imagine how things have been slowed when you have uh you know people literally uh creating documents uh that are made up of lies to cover up the laptop and then you literally now have the irs shutting down an investigation into hunter biden i think that's the answer to your question they will come eventually but right now there have been so many people stopping them from happening even with ample evidence go ahead buddy what needs to happen is our DAs, our Republican DAs, and our Republican politicians need to grow backbones. Yeah, I agree. Right now, they don't have one. Yeah. They grow oh, I a backbone and start filing charges and start locking these people up because I, I personally have had enough. I know, bro. Me too. About it. Me too. And, you know, Alvin Bragg, I think we need a little quid pro quo on Alvin Bragg. We need the same thing to happen to uh, to Biden family members. We need the same thing to happen exactly. to Joe Biden, to be quite honest. Thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it. We, we know uh, uh, an impeachment of Joe Biden isn't going to go anywhere because you got the Senate, right? Uh, so it's not going to go anywhere. Uh, we know that I know, uh, looking at polling, that uh, Democrats don't want Joe Biden to run. So I, I believe in my heart, and you may disagree, I think the Democrat Party is going to do its level best to get rid of them. Now, how does that happen? Are we seeing the beginnings of a, res- a resignation? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, are we beginning to see the possibility of uh, just a step down so he can retire in peace and whatever? I, I don't know. Is he actually going to run uh, and do a, a candidacy? I don't see how that's possible, and, I, and I've said this, and I'm not meaning to be cruel or anything, but uh, generally, cognitive decline at this age doesn't get better. Just It, it just doesn't, I, you know? It, it just doesn't. 
This is uh, Miranda Devine. She is uh, outstanding. She works for the New York Post. She was one of those people that was shut down by the FBI, by the way. She was, she was the person who was bringing the laptop story that was shut down by the FBI. And now we know that, the, that uh, uh, Tony Blinken asked Mike Morrell to put together a, a letter that said the laptop was Russian disinformation. And they did it. And Miranda Devine has been called this and that and this and that when she knew the truth all along. Yes, and look, I think this might be the breakthrough story uh, because really the cover-up of Biden corruption is like Watergate, now yes. bigger than the original story. Yes. Uh, it involves the FBI, the CIA. Uh, now you're seeing this um, quite honest, uh, upright, um, completely nonpartisan career IRS criminal uh, investigator. The whistleblower. Who has a lot of big scalps under his belt and uh, is just treating the Hunter Biden story like he did any other case, um, is furious. He's been stymied. He sees that there's been political interference and obstruction wow. in the case. And uh, then I think what really <clears throat> set him off and made him go to the Inspector General of the Department of Justice and turn into a protected whistleblower was seeing a month ago Merrick Garland yeah. appear at an oversight hearing and give very misleading testimony. Yeah, and uh, Merrick Garland apparently may have perjured himself. He may have lied. And, and you know the, the thing, guys, and I don't want to move on from this because um, I've got a lot of other things I want to get to. Really one of the worst things about the entire what we're seeing is we're seeing a story that is a thousand times Watergate. It really is, and I was just a kid. I never really understood Watergate. I had to read about Watergate. And, uh, and, and we have a, a completely uncurious media that is only there to spew the party line. And they went with the intel letter, and they've gone with the Hunter Biden laptop being disinformation and Russia collusion with Trump. It really happened. It never did. We spent $40 million of your taxpayer money on it. And that's the real sickening thing about it. And I'm hoping that maybe... Maybe this will be the begin, beginning of a turnaround in this country toward truth. All right, let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. He's the best thing to come out of Iowa since Superman and Captain Kirk. It's The Rob Carson Show. <laughs> I just got a, a note from my, from my boss, Lee. He says, Biden's running. There's never been any doubt in my mind unless he drops, he's running. <laughs> we'll see. We will see. We will see. I don't see how it's physically possible, but they, hey, hey, we've got a we've got a guy in the Senate right now who can barely string together any words and sounds like a, he either sounds like a, a cross between Tonto from the Lone Ranger and Tarzan. He talks like that. Unk, Tom Ungani. It's about it. Yeah, John Fetterman. Not to, not much left up there. By the way, just we live in a boy. We live in strange times, don't we? Yes, we do. Oh, I want to mention this. I was on uh, Carl Higby's show last night, Frontline on Newsmax. And uh, Carl joined the Navy SEALs. He was, I believe, 19 years old. He left college to defend our country and to swear his life to defend us. And uh, he's an amazing guy. I've gotten to know him, and he's got a great show, 5 o'clock Eastern on Newsmax. So many great uh, shows on Newsmax, Greta von Susteren and Eric Bowling and Jim Pellegrino and Chris, uh, Chris Salcedo and Rob Finnerty in the morning, and I can go on and on. Uh, you can download the free Newsmax app on your smartphone. Then you can stream Newsmax in your car so you can hear the audio. It's kind of nice. It's kind of nice uh, when you're not listening to my podcast, of course. 
So uh, anyway, Newsmax on all major cable systems back on 349 on uh, DirecTV. Pete Buttigieg, he says that all the, race, the roads are racist, and he says that uh, all the roads and built and all the street lamps and everything around the country are all racist. And the reason why so many black people are killed as pedestrians is because white people came in and put the lights not near the crosswalks. I just wanted you to know that. That's how the left infantilizes groups of people. It's all nonsense. Now, uh, Pete Buttigieg is saying we need to spend $20 million for female crash test dummies. Now, if I'm not mistaken, they do have child crash test dummies already. They have female crash test dummies. And I believe the automobile manufacturing uh, uh, industry has already taken care of this. But apparently, uh, not enough. So Pete Buttigieg is asking Congress for $20 million in the proposed fiscal budget for female crash test dummies, which begs the question, if I'm not mistaken, Pete Buttigieg also believes that a man can become a woman, and you should acknowledge that man has become a woman, even if that man is much bigger, much physically more powerful than a woman, that man is a woman. So why does Pete Buttigieg want to create dummies when all he, and this is facetious, but also it makes total sense if you're going to use their reasoning, uh, can't they just put the male dummies in women's clothing, right? Wouldn't that make sense? Because there's no difference at all, and you get gaslit every time you try to say that men can't compete with women because men are men and women are women, and you get screamed at and all that. And and Pete Buttigieg makes you feel bad for even thinking that you know a man could uh, beat the crap out of a woman in an MMA ring, and and it's happened. So why not just put put the crash test dummies in a in a dress? This is uh, uh, Representative Rose DeLauro. She's just, wow, what a, what a sight uh, in Congress. She's from Connecticut talking about the importance of female crash test dummies. You also plan to make important investments to uh, address the roadway safety crisis, including the critical funding that would accelerate the development. And this is an area I've, I've written to you about of the use of female uh, dummies in crash. How do you know if they're female dummies? Testing. I mean, I remember when I was a kid, and you know, I'm just saying, a, a Barbie doll my sister had occasionally might end up uh, in a state of undress when I was 12. And oh, and there's uh, there's nothing there. Same same way with uh, GI Joe. How are you going to tell? This will start to fight the gender inequity among vehicle safety and crash victims. Uh, this, I, this already been debated. Are we still just? Uh, having male crash test dummies and not worried about women in cars anymore. I think, I think we've moved beyond this. But, uh, you know, I, I could be wrong. And, again, uh, I think all you really need to do is just um, you just need to identify as another, uh, as another dummy. You know, doesn't make any sense. Just doesn't make any sense. Um, also, by the way, the House Republicans passed a bill to ban uh, transgender athletes in women's sports. And that happened yesterday. And Joe Biden has said he's going to, uh, he's going to veto it, I guess. Um, and I would venture to say that a very large majority of the American population thinks that is foolish. And I'm still trying to figure out why the Biden administration thinks this is a good direction to take the country. Because a lot of women are waking up to this and going, really? And the Democrat Party are showing America how little they care about women. And... Uh, <laughs> And, and, and when they want women to vote for them, all they do is distill everything that women stand for into the right to have an abortion. That's it.
I don't think it's going to be successful. I've got audio coming up that I want to share. And your phone calls welcome, 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. If you're down with trigger warnings, you might want to listen to something else. It's The Rob Carson Show. It is The Rob Carson Show. Uh, last week, I heard a bit of earth-shattering audio that I thought was uh, pretty spectacular. It happened in the uh, Missouri legislature, and uh, a young man, a new representative, was uh, was in the middle of the debate about diver- diversity, equity, and inclusion. He happened to be a person of color, and he was uh, attacked by a leftist and asked uh, how he identifies, and this is what he said. Can I ask you what you identify as? Identify? Ethnicity. I identify as an American. Not an Uh, African American. (laughs) Are you African American? I didn't get elected into my position because of the color of my skin or do any any race baiting stuff that it seems like you're promoting here. Oh, I'm promoting race baiting. I'm promoting race baiting. Yes, you. I think you're promoting privilege, tokenism. Justin Hicks is that man. He is a Missouri State Representative, District 108, and he is on the uh, Newsmax hotline, and uh, he is my hero. Justin, welcome to the show, man. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for having me. I love the fact that she literally, she I'm race baiting, I'm race baiting, and she said did the same thing later, uh, and it was it was meant to be kind of a way of uh, filibustering you while she was gathering her thoughts because you uh, you pretty much wrecked her. Uh, <laughs> tell tell me about what's going on. So they're trying to do this DEI garbage in uh, Missouri. I don't know how well that's going, and and tell us about the person who who wanted to know about your ethnicity. She called it ethnicity by the way yeah, yeah, she, uh, <laughs> she definitely didn't pronounce it right we'll definitely say that but uh yeah no well, what, what happened was we were um doing the budget a few weeks ago and uh what was offered as an amendment is an amendment to make sure that dei pro- programs are excluded from state funding which you would think is common sense by itself you, you would think when you're talking about uh the budget and uh I stood up and I spoke about it and how it was beneficial to make sure that we don't give preferential treatment to individuals based on the color of their skin or sex or national origin, any of those kind of categories like that, and that we actually give money out on the state level to staff vendors and things based on their merit, based on how they actually perform for the state, because we should be result-based and not picking arbitrary standards to actually uh, give out money on the state level. Of course. But uh, to kind of get into the, uh, my colleague on the floor, uh, her name is uh, Marlene uh, Terry, and um, she is, well, she's a Democrat, and uh, she really, really, really pretty much hates what I stand for, which I, which is pretty much just being an American first and ensuring that we are, you know, Justin, promoting freedom altogether. No, Justin, you uh, you support tokenism, man. Did you oh, hear what you said? Yeah. You're, yes. You're, apparently, you're... apparently, I, I promote tokenism. I don't even know where it's 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 astonishing. I'll put it like this: it's astonishing how if you don't fall in line with the Democrats' message, then you're automatically a token. So what did she want you to say when you identified? What did she want you to say? She wanted to hear African-American, right? Isn't that what she wanted to hear? Was there something else? Yeah, no, it seems like that's what she wanted to hear was African-American, which 
you know, like I said, it's it's one of those things where it's like we need to see each other as Americans first and yeah. not try to segment each other into different groups based on a really, really arbitrary standards that don't matter because America is a melting pot. And the left's message is always to divide us and never to unite us. Justin, where did you get that <clears throat> that uh, American melting pot thing? Because that's what I grew up with, and I know that I'm at least a generation older than you. Yeah, uh, no, a, who taught yeah, you that? Because because it's not being taught in schools. Yeah, no, it's it's actually uh, I you know I I get it from uh, my mother uh, the way she raised me, the way I was raised all together. I was raised to not see individuals based on race and to uh, put your first uh, best foot forward and uh, ensure that people see who you are as your character and not and not based on, uh, you know, the arbitrary standards that I've been talking about here. There was, a guy and, back, uh, there was a guy back in the 1960s, I think he was killed in 1968, and he said the same thing. You should be judged by the content of your character and not the color of your skin. I, I think you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> yes, I know exactly who you're talking about. And yes. it really seems uh, that, that, like, the Democrat Party has forgotten that message and it's kind of forgotten where we've came from as a country and where we are today. You know, I have the same freedoms as anybody else here and the same opportunities. And I think what uh, uh, Representative Terry uh, forgets is I think she conflates the idea of equality and equal outcome altogether. And those are two different things. And, you know, we all have equality under the law. You know, equal outcome is a whole different thing. That's, that's a part of the American dream. You work as hard as you can to try to get where you want to be and you know nothing's guaranteed and that's that's just life yeah justin i, I don't want to be uh I, I i like to win at what i do i like to be the best that i can but i'm also willing to say that if somebody's better than me then so be it i mean if somebody works harder than me then so be it this equity of outcome nonsense is is is, is communistic is it's marxist that's what it is it's not raising the votes of others it's lowering it's what they're trying to do with the united states of america on the world stage rather than mm -hmm. other countries other countries getting their crap together uh it wants to bring down the power and influence of the united states it's the same thing it's happening in schools with grades it's happening with diversity equity inclusion and nonsense and it's never going to end up in, in a positive fashion for anybody to be quite honest yeah no it's it's not going to end up in a positive fashion for anybody it's it's really a marxist way of thinking altogether. Uh, is which which is really rooted in it's just like with all the CRT stuff that's being promoted yes. out there as well. It's all rooted in this ideology of that everybody should have this equal outcome, and that's not how America come came to be so great. It came to be great by working hard, digging deep, digging your heels in, and and trying to pursue your goals. Not not to have free handouts. Not to not to say, hey, I'm a victim, and it's a victim mentality that the left has and it, it really needs to stop altogether because you know before we know it we're going to lose the country if if they keep going down this route here's a, a little bit more from the exchange you had in the house uh where um you talk about uh where you came from and what you had to do to get there yeah i had to uh work on my own merits and uh pretty much promote the principles that i believe in which is freedom equality for all which i believe that america does and that's how I got elected into my position. I didn't get elected into my position because of the color of my skin or <laughs> doing any, any race baiting stuff that it seems like you're promoting here. Oh, I'm promoting race baiting? 
I'm promoting race baiting. There she goes again. She's uh, filibustering because you set her back on her heels. So Justin Hicks, uh, by the way, for those who have just tuned in, how, how long are you? Are you a freshman legislature in in Missouri? Yes, I'm a freshman legislator here in Missouri. And where where did you? Where's uh, Where's uh, District 108? District 108 is in uh, St. Charles County, and it's in oh. the Lake St. Louis area. I am very familiar with the area. I have friends who uh, who live there. And what's your constituency there? Uh, what's so, what are the, what, what's the demographic breakdown? Because I, I know St. Louis. Um, yeah. uh, go ahead. Yeah, the the Democrat uh, the, the 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 breakdown of people here in uh, the Lake St. Louis area it breaks down uh, roughly. I think it's somewhere around 82% if you're breaking it down on race category of white. And then uh, then there's others, and then there's African-Americans, which makes up a very, very small population by itself. So what, what Marlene Terry was pretty much saying to me yeah. just doesn't make sense. You know, she promotes this idea that, you know, there's systemic racism out there, and that, that's not what I saw when I was out there campaigning. Justin, I, I'm amazed all those racists voted you in the office. <laughs> I know. It, it is it is it is crazy. That's a baffling to me. I was like I so, you know, you you, you really and it, it just goes to prove that yeah. the left's message by itself is faulty in itself because yeah. they don't they don't really understand. They're they're detached from reality of what's actually going on here. And it goes back to the idea of dividing us instead of uniting us because what they're doing is trying to find areas where they can separate people and separate us from the core principles that make us all uniquely American. I think that is absolutely incredible. Um, tell me a little bit more about yourself. You, uh, you, you, uh, you had your mom was a very powerful influence on your life. You are a young uh, black man. Um, and and uh, did you did you did you? Uh, go through the hell growing up in America that so many people like Al Sharpton, even though he wears $5,000 suits and really hasn't worked a day in his life, uh, experience in the, as far as being a, an African-American? How, how was your growing up and how is your life now in a country that supposedly is so racist? Yeah, no, uh, growing up, I, I didn't experience any of, I guess, this hell that you, you know, that you're referring to. I, I, I grew up as a lot of Americans do. Um, I have two brothers, and I grew up in St. Louis County originally, and uh, over and if you're familiar with it, the uh, uh, Maryland Heights Overland area over there, and it's it's not it's not a rich area. It's nothing like that. I grew up lower income. Uh, the uh, and- the I heard the other um, the uh, the uh, uh, congresswoman who uh, grilled you. Um, I heard her actually kind of scoff, Marlene Terry, when you said you were from Overland. What was that all about? Yeah, I, I guess that's a privileged area, as, as she <laughs> thinks it is. Which is, which I, I I don't know if you're where I don't know of any mansions or anything like no. that are in the area. It's not Ladue. <laughs> the Ladue is a completely different ball game. <laughs> <laughs> So, so yeah, no. Um, so I, I agree with that. My, uh, my father, my father passed when I was twelve. My mom had gotcha. to dig in and figure out how to raise uh, three boys and instill values in us that we could actually use in life. And uh, whenever I got done with high school, what I decided to do was I wanted to give back to this country. So I decided to join the army and serve in the army for six years. Wow. And uh, once I was done with that there, I uh, had the opportunity 
uh, to go to law school, and I went to law school and then ended up serving as one of the uh, assistant attorney generals for the state of Missouri until I took my position here at the House. Wow, that is uh, absolutely amazing. Let me ask you this, Justin. You live in St. Louis, and uh, we know what happened in Ferguson. We know what's been happening in East St. Louis. We know what's happening in downtown St. Louis. Uh, it's the same. It's a reflection of Baltimore. So it's a reflection of Chicago. Chicago, they're expecting another uh, wild and chaotic weekend because you got a you know they doubled down on idiocy with the new mayor. Um, what do you what do you suppose is the state of inner city Black America? Do you suppose we're going to descend further into hell before we turn this around? Because I've been been fighting this fight for 30 years of my life, Justin, and it's it's heartbreaking for me. Uh, do you suppose that that we are going to reach rock bottom and maybe be able to turn this around? I know that a lot of people are leaving the Democrat Party. Are you are you hopeful? I I, I am hopeful. I am hopeful, and I think the sentiment out there, uh, especially after since this exchange uh, all together with uh, uh, Representative Terry, has been a sentiment from both sides, Democrats and Republicans, reaching out saying that we are tired of these issues and that we need to kind of get back to the rudimentary things that make us American and not uh, and not deal in these issues, And which was surprising to me. It was refreshing to hear that by itself. And I do think there's a place that we can actually get back, get back and get back to the basics and get to the things that don't, that actually matter here in the country and matter in the cities uh, such as St. Louis City and so like that, because as we know, crime is a big issue, and that and that affects people across all spectrums. It doesn't matter if you're white, black, Asian, it affects everybody out there, and, and, and I think that those are the kind of issues that we need to be focusing on and not race-baiting issues that Amen. really have no foundation in anything in what America is today. Justin, I got to tell you, I I saw the, your speech and I and I played it on the air and I've been thinking about it and I'm I'm so glad you were able to make the time today because uh, I live on the Kansas side of Kansas City. I lived in Missouri for a, uh, ten years of my life. Went to Northwest Missouri State. Lived in Columbia. Lived in Springfield. Done a lot of time on KMOX, and uh, and it so I'm, it's near and dear to me. Um, and I also lived uh, near Baltimore. I love Baltimore too. And I just hope these two cities could turn it around. Uh, a couple just real quick questions before we say goodbye. Nothing related with politics. You are from St. Louis. Emo's Pizza, yes or no? I'm a, I'm, I'm a yes on it. I'm a yes on it. <laughs> right, uh, uh, toasted, toasted ravioli, yes or no? Uh, it's an acquired taste, not my favorite. I can, I can say that. <laughs> all right, all right. Justin, you're the best, man. Uh, continued success, and you've already are uh, turning things upside down in your first uh, in your first uh, term as a, a congressperson in the state of Missouri. Where can people find you on social media, sir? Yeah, they can find me uh, on social media at uh, HicksforMissouri.com, uh, or either they can look for my uh, Facebook page at uh, Justin Hicks from Missouri. Got it. Justin Hicks, God bless and Godspeed, my friend. Have a glorious day. I hope we can have you on again soon. All right. Thank you. You bet. Let's take a break. It's the Rob Carson Show. For all those who are sick and tired of people moving to D.C. and spending their entire lives telling us how to live ours, it's the Rob Carson Show. Justin Hicks gives me hope. He's a really impressive man. His uh, father died at 12. 
And he joined the Army. He was in there six years. He went to law school. Now he's a Missouri representative. He's, a, he's outstanding. I just really... And the thing that got, uh, that, that got so many clicks is how cool he handled the race baiting. And uh, I just think it's wonderful. I think he's uh, just a really, really great guy. It gives me a lot of hope for uh, for the country, for this, this racial division that we have. Um, I, 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 I'm hoping that uh, we'll be able to turn this around. We will be able to turn this around. You know, I got, I got something brand new I want to share with you. Because, uh, let me see if I can find it here. Uh, hold on one second. I'm looking for the song. Here, oh, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Um, so, uh, if you have an electric car, I, I don't, I'm not anti-electric car, okay? Uh, I think that if you uh, live in a town where it's powered by a coal-fired facility or natural gas, it's kind of pointless. Uh, I think that uh, electric cars, by and large, are worthless if you are going to haul anything, if you live in a cold climate, or uh, you're going to be going up and down hills. It's just the way it is. Uh, I am all about hybrids. I have no problem with a hybrid. I have no problem with a plug-in hybrid. Uh, if I could make my, my, the first new car that I ever have had in 20 years, my Ford Bronco, if I could make it an electric hybrid, gas electric hybrid, hell yeah, I'd love to get better gas mileage. But uh, electric cars right now, uh, they've been around for about 120, 20, 20 years, and they're still not ready for prime time. I'll give you details in just a second. This is brand new from Jim Gossett. Look at them yo-yos. That's the way they do it. Taxpayer money for a new EV. That ain't working. That's the way they do it. Government money buy a new EV. They take from us. Have no right to do it. Hand it over to some hippie to buy a car <laughs> that's all electric. The government is screwing you and me. Good luck finding the charging station. 150 miles. 15 grand for a battery. You're out of range and you're stranded. Do you regret your new So, uh, interest in electric vehicles in uh, in the state of in, in in Great Britain has been declining. I don't know what the deal is. Volume of new uh, EV searches, ad views, messages to retailers on auto trailer down sixty five percent from the beginning of last year. Isn't that kind of interesting? Uh, some of the big things that people don't like: uh, the sticker prices on the cars, soaring borrowing rates, more expensive electricity, lack of charging infrastructure, all amid a cost of living crisis among other things. And then, uh, again, they're not really ready for prime time. There are 10 electric and plug-in hybrid vehicles that will qualify for $7,500 in federal tax credits. Now, considering the MSRP for a new EV is $55,000, that gets you down to, what, uh, $47,500. That's still more than most people will pay for a car. <laughs> Because a forty thousand dollar car is an eight hundred dollar payment. I thought you should know that. I and, and a fifty thousand dollar car is a one thousand dollar payment, and I can go on and on. But you can qualify uh, for seventy five hundred dollars. Unfortunately, vans, pickup trucks, and SUVs with a suggested retail price of more than eighty thousand dollars don't qualify for the credit. So uh, you can get $7,500 on tax credit to buy a, uh, uh, an electric or a plug-in hybrid car. I would recommend you get the plug-in just tell, or the hybrid. Again, sometimes think I'm some sort of a, a gas junkie zealot, but no. I would love to have a hybrid. It's just le- electric ain't ready for prime time. Let's come back in a second. This is the Rob Carson Show. Ah, uh, mm. 
the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. And by the grace of God, it is finally Friday. I hope you have a nice weekend planned for you. I'm sure I've got a honeydew list at least a mile long. <laughs> That's why I look forward to work on Monday so much. A lot of good TV on Newsmax this weekend. My show, Rob Carson's What in the World, we just uh, wrapped up. It's in the can, as it were, uh, and it runs uh, tomorrow night, Saturday night at uh, 8 o'clock Eastern, Sunday at 2 in the uh, afternoon, and then on Monday morning, bright and early, that's when Donald Trump watches it. Uh, Anyway, uh, this weekend's show is, uh, I think if you've watched the show and you've liked the show, it's really, uh, really peaking, and it's going to get even bigger because we're uh, getting ready to expand it. And, um, you know, what? I've gotten to the point, I don't know how you guys are with regard to the amount of news that you take in, and maybe you're a news junkie like me, maybe you're, I have a good feeling you probably pay attention. (laughs) You know, you're not, you're like a good morning America watching for delightful summer recipes. You are involved, you are engaged, you are concerned about the future of the country, you are, uh, you look at some of these insane things like, you know, a kid in sixth grade being able to go through gender transition, and, and honestly, you think about this, it, this is really an insane time in America. This is, uh, this is beyond uh, the pale, and, and I've said that, um, that uh, there is, uh, there's something going on here, it doesn't make sense, it's not organic. And and I and I, I saved this clip. This is Barry Weiss. She is a, a journalist. There's a journalist. This is from uh, months ago. I, I believe I'm not sure if she was talking with Joe Rogan. Um, no, no, but she was on CNN. And here she is talking about the country uh, and the world. Listen to this. When we're not allowed to, we started again. Here we go. You know, when you have the chief reporter on the beat of COVID for the New York Times talking about how questioning or pursuing the question of the lab leak is racist, the world has gone mad. When you're not able to say out loud and in public that there are differences between men and women, the world has gone mad. When we're not allowed to acknowledge that rioting is rioting and it is bad, and that silence is not violence, but violence is violence, the world has gone mad. When we're not able to say that Hunter Biden's laptop is a story worth pursuing, the world has gone mad. When in the name of progress, young school children, as young as kindergarten, are being separated in public schools because of their race, and that is called progress rather than segregation, the world has gone mad. There mm. are dozens of examples that I could share with with you and with and your you viewers. And you often say, you say everyone aloud. Everyone sort of knows this. And oh, that's Brian Stelter. You know, when you have the chief reporter on the beat of COVID for the separated in public schools because of their race, and that is called progress rather than segregation, the world has gone mad. There mm. are dozens of examples that I could share with, with you and with and your you viewers. And you often say, you say everyone aloud. Everyone sort of knows this. And yeah, uh, and every day you probably look at the news cycle and you and you go, "What is going to happen here?" And, and there are days that I'm sure that you get uh, tied up in knots. There are days that I have to turn the news off, even though it's my homework. I, I have to turn off the news because sometimes I just can't. Uh, I can't take. I've got to take a breather. Uh, and the only thing that brings me back to uh, to sanity is uh, is being able to look at things and to occasionally make fun of them. 
and to realize that the more we point out their absurdity, the more their arguments are going to crumble. They are. Don't catch a stupid. Arizona and Corona. All the lies about them they've been telling you. Just breathe. We're going to win. How did they win it? The freaking Senate. When the votes that they received were very few. Don't catch the stupid. Don't buy their BS. That climate change is real. Inflation's not. More madness. Don't catch the stupid. Don't believe them. Because distraction and diversion's all they got. We all know that Hurricane Ian was the result of global warming. Russian collusion uh-huh. led to confusion. Yeah. January 6th is a smokescreen. The new Green Deal is a disguise steal. Like their mandate forcing you to take vaccine. Don't catch the stupid. You just can't do it. That in women's sports men should compete. No. They're teaching sex ed in kindergarten. Their destructive policies we must defeat. Like wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. <laughs> Statues have fallen. It's so appalling to ignore Hunter's laptop and his theft. Yeah, it's real. Don't catch the stupid. Reject their nonsense. Everything is stupid on the left. And it would be laughable if it weren't so serious. But uh, that's what we try to do here. This is the uh, this is your inoculation against the stupid. There's no mitocarditis associated with it. You'll be perfectly fine. You'll have no no side effects. You may giggle. You may find yourself laughing to yourself. People will go, "What's going on?" And they'll think you'll think, "Well, I remember that song that Rob did about with Jim Gossett about don't catch the stupid, or that that song about the transgender stand by your trans." I was just thinking about that. So, you know, we're going to get through this. Uh, I, I am uh, eternally uh, optimistic. And when I see things like finally the truth coming out about a Hunter Biden laptop being covered up by Tony Blinken, uh, the 51 Intel officials, they signed on without knowing anything about it. We know that was a f- that was a fake. They know that the FBI knew about it. That's that's election interference right there, kids. And the FBI did it in 2016. So all of this stuff's coming out. Hunter Biden's uh, business deals with Joe Biden. And, and eventually, I think, I believe that truth will, uh, the truth will set you free. Here's another truth. This is another way the world has gone insane. And I can't believe that it's gone this far. And, and one of the main reasons why things like women, uh, men can become women and compete against women, the reason why it is able to uh, go forward is because the left is so threatening. And they do everything they can. First of all, you got the deep state, you got the mainstream media, big social media, completely in bed with political correctness and all of this nonsense. All right? So that's how it got this far, because you couldn't talk about it. You couldn't say, wait, 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 wait. I, I think that a, a, a boy should not be able to compete with a girl. I think Leah Thomas cannot just suddenly become a girl his senior year because he's losing against, uh, against men, and so he becomes the number one swimmer in the country as a woman in one year. And, and what happens? You get screamed at. You get taken down. You're like J.K. Rowling, canceled. You get, you know, you get, you get, uh, I have a friend who was, who was, she's out of radio now because she made the mistake of saying that somebody who thinks they can be the other gender might have a mental issue. She got fired for that. Even though there was originally, uh, when you wanted to transgender, it was originally identified as a mental disorder. But that's what it is. They, they've, had, they've managed to be able to control the narrative, shut you down, destroy your life, shut down your business, scream at you if you don't make a, you know, a, a, a wedding cake for somebody. And that's the way it's worked. Well, that ain't going to work very long because the American people are going to get tired of it and realize the absolute absurdity of it all. 
For instance, House Republicans passed a bill to ban transgender athletes in women and girls sports. This should make sense. I have no problem with a girl wants to play baseball with the boys when she's 11 <clears throat> because boys and girls, girls usually have the physical advantage of that age. They mature, uh, you know, faster. But uh, as we begin to mature, as boys, when they're freshman year, they suddenly go from 5'6 to 6'4. Things change. Things change. It is without a doubt. If you look at any world record, you, now, for instance, let me give you an example. And I, I've used this before. Uh, you, uh, world record for shot put for men and women. World record for shot put both men and women. I don't have them right in front of me. I believe they're both right around 76 and 74 feet. And you're thinking, aha, here's the problem. Uh, the women's shot put weighs 8 pounds and the men's shot put weighs 16. But that doesn't stop Hakeem Jeffries, the minority leader, talking about uh, trans athletics and how this is nonsense because it never happens. I believe in the fundamental goodness and decency and integrity and respectfulness of the American people. And for me, this is not about politics. Except for those evil white supremacist MAGA Republicans. This is about being there for all of America's children. Except for girls who want to compete in sports against other girls and women through high school, college, and, uh, and then on to a pro career or a, an Olympic career. Including transgender children who just want to be able to live yeah and, and nobody has a problem with that at all nobody has a problem with it we are a very compassionate people and every time something like this comes up what happens the democrat party thinks the worst of the american people every single time you're a racist you're a homophobe you're a transphobe america is all of these things and we're not we are not we are not do we have a racist and trans? Oh, my God, yes. Every country does. But we are not any worse than any other country. I'd venture to say we are much better than most countries because we have made uh, greatnesses happen among all racial minorities in this country greater than any other nation in the world. And we're a very diverse country as well. You ever seen the Chinese Olympic team? They're all Chinese. Yeah, yeah. This is a, a volleyball player who had her face smashed in testifying yesterday on Capitol Hill because there was a uh, guy claiming to be a girl on the other side of the net and she sustained life-changing injuries. November 1st, 2022. Her name is Peyton McNabb. I was severely injured in a high school volleyball game by a transgender athlete on the opposing team. I suffered from a concussion and neck injury that to this day I'm still recovering from. Other injuries I still suffer from today include impaired vision, partial paralysis on my right side, constant headaches, as well as anxiety and depression. I was unable to play the rest of my last volleyball season, and although I am currently playing softball, I am not able to perform as well as I know I have in the past because of the injury. Yeah, now what you got to look forward to? Probably not going to have any college scholarships now. Frequently, female athletes, all they have is uh, well, the joy of, of, uh, of, uh, of athleticism, which, which I have participated my entire life, was never very good about, uh, at it. I have been working out since I was 12 years old, and I've always enjoyed it. But that, girls never really get, uh, you know, you might get a trophy. If you're lucky in college, you might get a scholarship. Maybe you'll get a full ride. Uh, your chances of becoming a pro, uh, zero. <laughs> your chance of becoming a multimillionaire as a female athlete, uh, zero. 
Maybe, maybe if you, uh, you know, you become uh, uh, whoever, um, Megan Rapinoe on the U.S. women's soccer team, you can make a little money there, be controversial, et cetera. But honestly, there, there really isn't much there. And now all that women have left is that competition, and they're getting that taken away. Here's Riley Gaines. Because not only did Riley Gaines have to compete against a man, a man who tied her for the national championship after she competed with women her entire life in the pool six hours a day in college to compete, and Leah Thomas comes along and ties her, and then the officials make sure that he gets the trophy. In addition to being forced to give up our awards, our titles, not opportunities, NCAA forced female swimmers to share a locker room with Thomas, a 6'4", 22-year-old male who was fully intact with male genitalia. Let me be clear. Mm. We were not forewarned. Ah. We were not asked for our consent, and we did not give our consent. Yeah, now coming up, I, I have some uh, audio from unhinged Democrat lawmakers. And uh, they say that uh, it is normal for a child to become transgender. It is not a mental illness. And that if you don't do it, they will either kill themselves or cut their own breasts off. So you figure that out. It's coming up next. This is the Rob Carson Show. They shut down your kid's school. They forced them to wear masks. They taught them CRT and radical transgender nonsense. Now Mama Bear and Papa Bear are pissed. It's the Rob Carson Show. So Carl Higby's got a new show on Newsmax called Frontline. I was on last night. I posted my appearance uh, on social media. We had some fun. <laughs> we had some fun. We were talking about the age of politicians. I mean, uh, some of the founding fathers were 18, 20, 21 years old when they founded the country. And, uh, and I said, well, what does it show us? It shows us we've gotten dumber with age. And, and now, whereas, uh, you know, whoever, James Monroe's 19 or what, and Thomas Jefferson is in his 20s, now, you know, you, 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 all you care about when you're 20 is how many clicks you can get from your side boob shot sitting on the bathroom vanity <laughs> for your Instagram account or your, your TikTok video. I mean, really, these young men founded the greatest engine of individual and economic uh, freedom in history, and, and look what we have now. Now we have people in their 80s who go, have no idea what the hell they're talking about running the country. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's not about age, by the way. It's not about age. Not at all. My mother was 91 years old. She passed away two years ago next month, as sharp as a tack. She was. Anyway, Carl's Higby show is on at 5 o'clock tonight, and I think you're going to enjoy the show. You're going to enjoy the lineup that we have on Newsmax. Greta von Susteren does some, I mean, some great reporting from around the world. She is a veteran reporter, commentary. She does a, a, an awesome job. Eric Bowling, come on. Jim Pellegrino. Uh, get the Newsmax app on your phone, okay? It's real easy, and that's what I listen to in my car. I listen to Newsmax audio, and then, of course, you can uh, see it on uh, all of the streaming devices, and uh, also uh, 349 on DirecTV again. So we've been told... And I literally, I told you, I had a friend who was a woman who was fired for saying that if a child wants to change genders, that there might be some mental issues. She got fired for that. She's, she's out of radio now. And, and this has happened to a lot of people. A lot of people have been taken down for saying that because the left beats people to death on social media, ruins careers. Uh, we saw this uh, Stanford Virality Project. Uh, they, they worked to shut down using government agencies to shut down freedom of speech, shut down advertising on places like Newsmax. That's what you're up against, and that's why we haven't been able to say anything. But now we can. The truth is getting out.
Uh, there is an unhinged Florida State representative, and her name is Anna Escamani. And uh, she, if you asked her, had said, if you said to her, you'd say, uh, hey, hey, uh, is, uh, is uh, the desire by an adolescent to change genders, is it a mental illness? And she'd say, well, no, no, it's not a mental illness. And then she said that if you don't pass gender-affirming care, which is mutilative surgery, then uh, young people who are mentally sound will literally cut their own breasts off. I understand the concerns about any type of clinical or surgical procedure, and surgery is very, very rare for those under the age of 18. When it does happen... Oh, it can be never. It has to be never. These are children who are going to cut off their own breasts if we don't help them. They are wrapping... That's not mental illness. ...guns around their chest so tight that they can't breathe. And so please, try to put yourself into the shoes of those impacted. Ignore the moral panic that has been manufactured many times by right-wing media and integrated into... It's not moral panic when you're uh, mutilating children. It's not moral panic. It's moral. It's not panic. And it should be panic because it's got to stop. And by the way, where did I hear this? Oh, in, uh, was it North Dakota? No, North Dakota, the, the governor signed a bill banning gender-affirming care for most minors with the possibility, listen to this, felony for healthcare professionals who provide it. Boom. That's what we need. Any doctor who would raise a scalpel to do this to an adolescent needs to be removed from practice. Any counselor who would push a child in this direction. Any endocrinologist who would suggest puberty blockers. You, they need to be removed from medicine. Sorry, that's just the way it is. Because if you're down with this, you're down with anything. You are down with anything. If you're down with this, this is insanity. And here's another example. Uh, this is Zoe Zephyr. Zoe Zephyr. She is a, uh, a Montana representative who identifies as progressive, bisexual, and tran- transgender. And her pronouns are she and her. And she says that uh, uh, if you pass a, uh, a bill that prevents uh, the, what they call uh, gender-affirming care, which includes mutilation and uh, puberty blockers, you've got blood on your hands. And the only thing I will say is if I if you vote yes on this bill and yes on these amendments, yes. I hope the next time there's an invocation, yes. when you bow your heads in prayer, yes. you see the blood on your hands. Well, unless you're a transgender surgeon, uh, you know, cutting off the, you know, whatever, probably not going to be any blood on your hands. I'm just saying. And then here's Catherine Clark. And she is uh, talking about how, you know, uh, kids should be given this gender-affirming treatment because, uh, you know, they're all not mentally ill. But it uh, turns out they really are. of our trans youth will have suicidal ideation, and 56... Uh, Does that usually mean maybe you've got some mental illness? 6% will attempt suicide. What are we doing here? What are we doing here as members of Congress? Shutting down the insanity. Where the governor said we are expending so much fear and division on so few, on kids... Think about what we- Oh, yeah, I, I've been thinking about it a lot, actually. And, and ultimately, what is going to happen, I, I remember, I think I saw Tucker talking about it last night. He said, 10 years from now, we're going to wake up from this nightmare, and we're going to go, what were we thinking? It's going to happen sooner than that. Uh, it's already happening. Uh, people are beginning to realize. Um, child suicide attempts by drug overdose surged 70% during COVID. So COVID shutdowns made kids mentally ill. And then when they complained to counselors, counselors said, oh, yeah, you need to change genders. See what I'm getting at here? Last hour of the show right ahead. Don't go anywhere.
Sleepy Joe. Joe Biden's been asleep for years. This has to be a wake-up call and shine a bright spotlight on anything like this behavior anywhere. It's the Rob Carson Show. 86% of our trans youth will have suicidal ideation. Okay, so there you go. That is literally a Congresswoman, uh, Representative Catherine Clark, saying that 86% of trans youth are suicidal and uh, yet uh, wanting to uh, transition to the other sex is not a mental illness. You, You try to figure that out, kids. Let's go to Gary in Kingville, Maryland. Hello there, Gary. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Hey, brother, that's Kingsville. Oh, sorry about um, that. What did I say? I don't know what I said. I don't know. Dale Evans or something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, yes. I, I love you, Rob, and you and I agree on most things. But yes. you've, got this, you've got this one habit that I just thought I need to call and point this out to you. Okay. You, you have a tendency. I may not get the words exactly right here, but, yeah. but that if, if people want to, if a man wants to pretend to be a girl, if, if people want to go to drag shows, things like that, yes. nobody has a problem with that. Yes. Something along those lines you have, you have often said. Yeah. And, brother, you can't, you can't talk in absolutes like that. Cause there's okay, a lot what, of do you, what do you mean? What do you mean? Who do have a problem with those things. Okay, and, oh, that's fine. And, 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 Gary, I've, I've, gone to, I, I've gone to body drag shows, which are men dressing up as women for the effect uh, and the hilarity of women, men be, you know, pretending to be women. But I, not, I, did too. I, yeah. I did too back when I was yeah. a drunk. But oh. I, I don't drink anymore. <laughs> okay, I, 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 have a, I have a sober mind now, Rob. Okay, right, well, so do and, I. <laughs> so, well, I don't do things like that. All right, I got you. But let's, let's at least if, hear me out here. Oh, please, there's, please. Been enough, there, there's a reason that they're called progressives. It may not be their reason, but it's, yeah. it's, it's a reason why it's an applicable, t- applicable title for them. That's yes. because they never settle. They yeah, never want to coexist. They never, they never, if they were camels, they would never accept just getting their nose under the edge of the tent. They yeah. will always progress until they've taken over the tent and kicked you out. And it, yeah. was the same thing, it was the same thing with smoking. It was the same thing with coming out of the closet, and it's the same thing with this. And that doesn't mean that I'm proposing that those things be outlawed or punishable or yeah. anything of the kind. Yeah. What I'm saying is that they are perverse, that they should have never been allowed to be okay. given public acceptability. Daniel Patrick Moynihan, back in the 80s, I think, did a classic uh, commentary called Defining Deviancy Downward, and he okay. was warning the Democrats at that time. And he was a liberal lion, man. He yeah. was warning them against this, this path that they were traveling to yeah. define deviancy downward in order to get votes. And that is precisely what's going on now. We okay. are killing our children because we are not as sane, sober adults speaking yeah. up and talking about this being a perversion that if, if you want to practice it as consenting adults, then, baby, do it in your bedroom, but not in public, not in our schools. Okay. You, you you want to call yourself he she when 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 you're are, are he and him when you're a, when you're actually a female that's yeah. fine but you yeah. can't force me to say it and you of course better not you better not try to force our kids 
Hey, oh, I'm with you 100% on that. I mean, when you say, you got to use my pronoun. No, I don't. You don't force my speech. I'm not going to kiss your ring. Uh, that's, that's, that's nonsensical. Same thing, right? I understand, Gary. And, and I will tell you also about the progressive thing. You know, for instance, cl- uh, global climate change, warming, killer bees, hole in the ozone. Uh, uh, you know, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez yesterday jumped back on the Green New Deal once $90 trillion. And you're right. Once they get a little, you know, Barack Obama, $787 billion towards green energy. We had another uh, bi- trillions of dollars spent on green energy with Joe Biden, and yet we have nothing to show for it. There's no change in temperature. There is no it, things are uh, whatever. Uh, we have storms like we used to. The, the other day they were talking about it, it could be the, um, was it the warmest day in Baltimore? I'm like, well, sooner or later there's going to be another warmer day. I mean, we're not, we haven't left it behind us. That's how the planet is. We're going to not even have a colder day than it, than it has warm, been. There were warmer days back in the late 1700s and early 1800s. Exactly, exactly. Well, Gary, I appreciate your, I appreciate your, your thoughts from a, cell, a fellow sober individual. Uh, and, and I understand, and, I, and I'm glad you reminded me of that uh, Daniel Patrick Moynihan quote. That's very interesting, and I appreciate it. 37 years sober, brother. All right, my bro. Thanks for listening to the show. I do appreciate it. And uh, and to uh, move on, I think we should play something kind of uh, kind of funny. This is a brand new hit. This is one of the most popular songs we have. Jim Gossett on transgenderism. Sometimes it's hard to be a woman. I, I, I guess, yeah, I'm not one. When you sound and look. Just like a man. I, 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 you're, you're a wolf. Okay, sure. That kid, Dylan, is really killing. But like, I oh, know, thanks. I'm but wild. light in a way they <laughs> hadn't planned. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you do then? Stand by your trans. Says he's now a female. Okay, sure, whatever. He looks more like a she-male. Got an Adam's apple thing. The girl with something extra. Hell of a shot putter. Stand by your trans. Dylan needs more than makeup. <laughs> he puts on all the blush he can. Need a little more on the right cheek there. On your face, I mean. Stand by your trans. <laughs> that is so offensive. Yeah, you know what? Who cares? We live in a country where we can offend. It's, it's amazing. We can offend. Uh, and and if, you, if you're offended, the glorious thing is you can be offended. Everybody didn't have to think the same thing. Although our government, the last five years, they've tried to make us all think the same thing. They've tried to make everything you think about, if it has a conservative bent to it, offensive, right? And then shut you up. And then they move from offensive to dangerous, to words are weapons, to disinformation. I could go on and on. That's the thing about freedom of speech. It's glorious, man. Even when you get offended, even when somebody calls you a name, even when about it, it's glorious. That's why I've got so many people. I've got people on my Twitter feed, and I look at my Twitter feed, and, and clearly, I, I'm getting stuff that should not be on my Twitter feed from people I've never heard of. It's always leftist. It's always, you know, trying to poke at me or whatever. And I'm fine because I can defend myself. That's the way it works. It's 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 marvelous. Uh, let's go to Sam in uh, Selbyville, Delaware. Hello there, Sam. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind today, bud? Uh, I had uh, two things. One, um, as far as the, the trans thing and the suicide. Last, about this time last year, CBS 60 Minutes had 
where uh, 85% of the people that go through a sex change commit suicide. Yeah. And I don't know why they aren't talking about that when they talk about, they're just saying that these kids will commit suicide, I guess because other kids will make fun of them or something. Uh, no, but anyway, you know, it's ri- it's ridiculous when you when you have somebody who says that if you don't let me do something, I'll commit suicide. And then you say that person is sane. That's insane itself. Uh, and it's the same thing. It's it's a more extreme version of I'm going to hold my breath until I pass out. Uh, and and it's it, it, I, you're, you're you're you are you know, I'm minimizing that. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. That that cannot be an excuse to get anyone to do anything. Uh, I either get my way or I'm going to kill myself. Are you are you serious? Really? What is wrong with you? But but go ahead, Sam. But and the other thing, the global warming. You know, they keep saying if the ice caps melt, the earth is going to flood. But you know, if you take a large glass and fill it to the rim and then stack ice on top of it, like a snowball cup or something, and let it melt, it doesn't end up all over the table. It ends up in the cup, and is, there's room to spare. Yeah. So if anything. The, we're going to have more dry land than we've ever had if, it's, if the ice caps melt. Not what yeah. they're saying. Sam, they've been lying about it forever. None of the global warming predictions have ever happened. And, you know, notice how quiet they're being about the fact that California's reservoirs are now full to the rim. Isn't that amazing? Amen. I mean, really, all of California, even Lake Mead is filling up again. And you know what? It's amazing. Uh, Lake Mead's been dry before, too. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, Sam, okay. thanks for the thanks for the call. It, you know, honestly, just back up and, and have a little common sense here. Uh, you know, we we a lot of the times we look at uh, things through a microcosm versus uh, the view at thirty thousand feet. And for lack of a better analogy, say for instance, uh, somebody's driving a little Prius and they've got the uh, coexist bumper sticker spelled with the religious symbols on the back, which is quite cliche, and of course a Bernie Sanders uh, sticker. Uh, and you're behind a, a pickup truck that burns diesel. And if you're a person like me and you're driving another car, all you think about is, man, that diesel, that thing sucks. He needs to put a new muffler on it or something. That's all we think about. What a, a person driving the Prius with the coexist bumper sticker on the back sits there and goes, oh, my God, that truck is causing global warming. And that, oh, that, that exhaust is polluting the air. And oh, everybody's going to die. No, 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 no. That car, that truck, even that big old tractor trailer, if you go up just about 10, 20,000 feet, it is so tiny you can't even see it. And that little bit of exhaust you couldn't even smell. We are a lot smaller than we think we are. That's just the way it is. We are a lot smaller than we think we are. I want to uh, share a couple sound bites. Yesterday when I was watching the TNV, uh, Representative uh, Byron Donalds, we had him on when he first uh, got into Congress. And I thought, it was, I thought he was a really impressive guy. And I think this guy is uh, blowing the doors off a lot of people. Yesterday he was on um, CNN. And across from him was Jamal Bowman. Jamal Bowman is the guy uh, who uh, about a week and a half, two weeks ago, was screaming at Republicans as they came out of chambers about gun control after the mass shooting in Nashville. Completely off the rails. And I think it was Thomas Massey tried to engage him, and he was screaming at him. Well, uh, Jamal Bowman tried that yesterday with Byron Donalds on CNN, and it didn't work so well. I want you to listen to the very measured and awesome Byron Donalds. You and I both know that indictment is foolishness. And I will, foolishness? It's foolishness. It's political, listen, and you know this. But let me go ahead. Man. I'll raise you one better. Go ahead. I'll raise, raise you one better. better because if we're going to talk about stuff going on in the background, you have the president's brother, the president's son. They are taking wire payments 
from people across the globe. Jamal, I've seen some of the documents myself. They are taking these payments. We've already documented a million dollars going to Hunter Biden, facilitated with other members of the Biden family. Hunter Biden sitting in the White House. That's what, what, dude, stop that. He's uh, shooting spit wads from the uh, from the upper decks and losing. Stop that. Not running you, for president. You know, now, you know better than Joe that. Biden you is know the better than that. You know better than that. Joe if Biden, Hunter it, Biden's getting money from Chinese, from people with Chinese companies, if he's facilitating the sale of a cobalt mine to China, while Joe Biden is setting energy policy in the United States, yeah. you don't think that man's compromised? Yeah. Oh, come on. You don't think he knows what his son is doing? Oh, yeah. He doesn't know what his son is doing? You're talking about Hunter <laughs> Biden right now. Tell me he doesn't know what his son is doing? <laughs> uh, I'm telling you. Yeah, that's fantastic. Just eat him alive. And then here he is, Byron Donalds, who uh, we will get back on the air again. I think he's just, he, he is, I'm telling you, he's a rock star. Byron Donalds is a rock star. He's going to be on a ticket or he's going to be a candidate. He is a mover and a shaker. He's amazing. Here he is talking about his choice for president in 2024. I remember Hillary Clinton once said in a debate in 2016 that if Donald Trump became president of the United States, we would be on the precipice of World War III. Well, that never happened. As a matter of fact, the world got a lot safer. If anybody's got us on the precipice, it's Joe Biden. So if you ask me a decision between Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis, what I'm looking for is somebody who can come in day one and get America back on track. Donald Trump has done it once. He can do it again. And I would ask all Americans, you have President Trump, you have President Biden. They've both done the job. The question is, who did it better? Yeah. Like we know the answer to that. That is uh, Byron Donald. One more, and I, I haven't played this. I just want to because it's so good. Uh, President Biden's Securities and Exchange Commission chairman appeared to be caught off guard by Republican Congressman Byron Donalds about the Hillary Clinton campaign. You see, uh, this uh, this guy, actually, uh, the chairman was asked if he facilitated the payment for the infamous Christopher Steele dossier. Uh, and apparently that Byron Donalds questioned SEC chair Gary Gensler, who was in charge of the Hillary Clinton campaign. And he thought that was all over and done with. They paid the FEC fine for the Russia collusion hoax that they created. And Byron Donalds knocked him right back on his feet. Listen to this. Hey, real quick, last question. I think it might have on came up. Heels. You were Hillary Clinton's uh, CFO in the campaign, right? It's part of my history. Were you? Yes or no? In 2016. Did you facilitate the payment for the Steele dossier since you were CFO of the Hillary Clinton campaign? <laughs> Sir. Yes or no? Sir. Yes or no? Woo! That that was that was not. You're under oath, Chairman Gensler. Yes, I know. I was not something I was aware of. Ah, yes, he was not aware of it. Feel back the rest of my time. I love it. Beautiful. All right, let's take a break and come back. This is the Rob Carson Show. Dissent is not disinformation. It's the Rob Carson Show. I started off the show by saying that we're winning, and, and we are. We're winning. The uh, common sense is winning. It doesn't necessarily mean right wing, whatever. It's just common sense is winning. We're, we're realizing that it's absurd to uh, transition children to another gender. It's absurd to teach, uh, f- f- you know, four-year-olds uh, about whatever sex. It, it's just, it's ridiculous. Um, common sense is dictating a lot of things, and, and uh, common sense isn't dead. I've been talking about how common sense has been dying, but it's not dead. And when you've got people like Bill Maher finding admitting, oh, God, this is really stupid, insane, and it's not it's nonsensical, then we're getting somewhere. Same way it goes with uh, Joe Rogan. Uh, and here's another way we're winning. The ad revenue for America's late-night TV shows have collapsed 41% in five years. Variety did a piece talking about the collapse of late-night revenue, and with the exception of one show that seems to be doing real well. Greg Gutfeld. Yeah. I do a late-night comedy show. 
on the weekends on Newsmax called Rob Carson's What in the World? But anyway, uh, in 2018, the seven late-night shows, uh, NBC's Tonight, Late Night, uh, CBS, uh, The Late Show, Jimmy Kimmel Live, Comedy Century's Daily Show, NBC Saturday Night Live drew more than $700 million in advertising. By 2022, that came to $412 million, a drop of 41% in five years. Now, I am a uh, student of late-night television. I am a student of Johnny Carson, uh, Arsenio Hall, uh, David Letterman, uh, Conan O'Brien, who I always thought was the, about the funniest guy on television, uh, didn't get noticed as much because, you know, they moved him around, whatever. Um, but uh, I'm a, I am uh, a, a student of late now, Steve Allen, Jack Parr. Jack Parr's famous line when he got kicked off television. Jack Parr was the original. Jack, Merv Griffin, I'll throw Merv Griffin in there. Uh, Tom Snyder to some degree, not a comedy show. But you, can you tell I'm a student of it? There's a reason why I use the name Carson. Uh, yes, it's because Johnny Carson grew up near my hometown, and uh, he's my idol. Thought you should know. Yes. But Late Night has been uh, completely taken over by the left. Um, <laughs> Stephen Colbert is a joke. Uh, I knew it was bad when, when uh, Donald Trump was president, and he referred to Donald Trump's mouth as a holster for um, Vladimir Putin's private parts. And I went, it's not funny. It's just... It's not funny. It's just being a tool. And then he went on and he did the dancing syringes when he was uh, being a shill for the vaccines. And then Jimmy Kimmel is just uh, unwatchable because he's just mean and very left. Uh, uh, Fallon is pretty good. Fallon is a pretty pretty funny guy. Still leans left. Got a bat guano crazy left band leader. Um, but honestly, that's what that's what. And we're winning. We're winning that way. We're turning away from the nonsense and the hate, and the and the uh, and the BS and the uh, abject. And listen, I'm partisan. Duh. <laughs> You know, I, I am partisan, but, uh, you know, I can make fun of anybody. You know, if I had Fallon's show, if I had Kimmel's show, I would know which lane to stay in. And that would be leaning toward the, uh, the, uh, the pop culture, movies, guests, celebrities, thought leaders, whatever, but not necessarily getting on and saying, I hate Democrats, all uh, Republicans, or I hate Republicans, all Republicans are white supremacists, whatever. You see what I mean? Then there's this, uh, Elon Musk taking over Twitter. He is getting rid of uh, uh, ban the ban on misgendering. So you can't be uh, shut down for accidentally calling somebody by the name they used to be before they decided to change genders, which is a victory for common sense. This is a clip from Dinesh D'Souza. He had somebody on the other day who's a radical transgender uh, spokesperson talking about which preferred pronoun she wants. And this is where uh, I say no on the pronoun thing. But in this case, I thought I would respect your desires. Yes. Uh, thank you for respecting my preferred pronouns, Dinesh. I'm actually gender fluid. And so I wear scrunchies around my wrist. Uh, to my last caller, Gary, who said that progressives like to move the bar, this is exactly what he was exemplifying. So that uh, you can understand which pronoun I'm going by for the day, because I know how you right-wingers don't know how to respect pronouns. So on pink days, I go by she, her. On white days, I go by they, them. Blue days, I go by he, him. Yeah, you cannot uh, negotiate and you cannot find common ground with somebody who's insane. Let's take a break, wrap things up. This is The Rob Carson Show. Guys, have a glorious weekend. Make sure to check out my TV show, Rob Carson's What in the World, on Newsmax, newsmaxtv.com. God bless you. And until Monday, don't catch the stupid. See ya.